Hello listeners and welcome to another State of the Union, your weekly breakdown of all things Scottish independence. I am your guide, Stephen Payton. The date is Friday the 23rd of July 2021. Let's get into it. Kicking things off this week and it's just another reminder of how as long as Scotland stays a part of the United Kingdom, our democratic institutions are under perpetual threat from Westminster. After all, power devolved is power retained, and the current crop at Westminster have repeatedly made clear just how much dislike they have for Scotland's devolved administrations and powers. We saw it in the UK's internal markets bill, we heard it in Boris Johnson's comments about how devolution has been a disaster. And now, the Tories have been accused of preparing a further assault on devolution, with a new £150 million community ownership fund. Of that total, £12.3 million will be coming to Scots, and, according to the Scotland office, will help local groups take over at-risk facilities, such as shops, pubs and post offices. So... Where's the catch? Well, the SNP say that it's part of a new scheme to strip powers back from the Scottish Parliament. See, in theory, that money should be for the Scottish Government to allocate under the rules of the Barnett Formula. The Barnett Formula determines Scotland's budget each year based on how much money is spent in England. Spending in England goes up, Scotland's budget is increased by a percentage of that to keep spending balanced across the UK without riding roughshod over the devolved administrations. Not so this time. While this fund will mean increased spending in England, instead of giving the additional cash to the Scottish Government to allocate, the UK Government are now just stepping over the border and deciding where it goes on our behalf. And you know, when it comes to deciding who gets access to public money under the Tories, let's just say their recent track record should raise a few eyebrows about just where that money might end up. The thing is though, that even if it does go to all the right places, it doesn't matter. Firstly, because should the money have come through our government, it could also have ended up in those hands. But more than that, because this is another example of Westminster overstepping the devolution agreement. And when the UK government decides where to spend money in Scotland on our behalf, that means less money coming to our elected government. This isn't even the first time They've done this recently, the Shared Prosperity Fund, which was to replace EU grants that we no longer had access to after Brexit, came under the same criticisms. Behind a potentially positive outcome lies a far more cynical and calculated objective, to undermine the Scottish Government and to use these funds as a political tool to promote British Unionism. The Tories aren't exactly subtle about it either, UK funded projects will likely come with a big Union flag stamped onto them. But when there's less of an incentive to wave a big flag to remind everyone just how good they supposedly have it, you get a very different response from the UK government, as we found out this week during Liz Truss's visit over the border. The Tory International Trade Secretary bounced into Scotland to tell us all that our businesses are apparently excited for Brexit, and that Douglas Ross would be the next First Minister. What she couldn't tell us, however, was a little bit more revealing. Truss used her time in Scotland to announce the UK government's new Green Energy Scheme, which apparently could create up to 1.2 million jobs in England by 2050. Unfortunately, I can't actually tell you how many jobs in Scotland it would create because, despite launching the event in Scotland, Liz Truss didn't actually have those figures available in the press release, nor did she know them at all. 
Eventually, she said that she hoped there would be as many jobs in Scotland, which is wild if you think about it. That would mean one in five adults in Scotland would end up in employment through a green energy scheme, given that it was 1.2 million jobs in England by 2050. I don't think so. And that's leaving aside the fact that the Tories' commitment to green energy is highly questionable, given their devotion to oil and gas extraction in the face of catastrophic climate change. Truss's faux pas played out on STV with Colin Mackay, who noted that the omission to include any figures for Scotland does seem a bit negligent. Good to know we're really in the thoughts of the Tories when it comes to bigger issues, and not just when there's a convenient opportunity to promote the union. And finally, this week, the majority of members of the UK Labour Party now support a second independence referendum within the next few years, according to a recent YouGov poll. Nearly 60% of the membership back another NDF vote soon in principle, and 55% think the Labour Party itself should be supporting a new referendum being held in the next few years. The figures for support for independence itself are lower, but all that shows is that a decent amount of the Labour Party's membership at least have a bit of respect for Scotland's democratic will. You don't need to like the idea of independence to respect the fact that we have a mandate to ask the question once again. Interestingly, support for the principle of holding a second referendum was highest in the Midlands and Wales area at 64%, which is quite a bit higher than the membership in Scotland. Once again, it looks like Keir Starmer is out of touch on this issue. Though, with lower figures in Scotland, Anna Sarwar does actually have some justification to advocate for the Scottish branch of Labour to oppose independence here, just not on a UK level. Some high-profile figures within Scottish Labour have spoken out recently, though, in favour of a second referendum, notably the party's former General Secretary Michael Sharp and Labour MSP Katie Clark, who said in June that there should be a referendum if Holyrood voted for one. But that does bring us to an end this week. So, with all that said, where does that leave the State of the Union? About as likely to backfire as Tory plans to bypass Holyrood in spending decisions. See you all again next week.